0: Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers for your
1: entertainment.
2: It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop, America's most awarded golf facility, Nature Wood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality.
1: Welcome in. You are listening to the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa. Hi, Scott Marsh. Hello, Frank. How are you? Doing well. You know, uh, once again, we're, we're right up against it in time. Uh, you played some great golf at Morro Bay. I was up at uh, the Great Eagle area for three days. And at some point, we'll have some time to talk about those golf courses. But uh, um, I was at uh, Plumas Pines. I was at uh, Whitehawk Ranch. And... Um, at um coyote moon and three different golf courses and 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 great days at all of them and i know you had fun at Morrill bay as well
3: uh doesn't get any better than that down on the ocean there by pismo
1: had the chance to uh, MC the sacramento golf Council's player of the year awards uh this week and uh, uh three of our award winners are with us this week our fourth will be with us next week uh matthew sutherland was the men's player of the year sienna lyford the uh, Women's Player of the Year, and uh, Joey Ferrari, a name that some of you may remember, a uh, longtime uh, Northern California player, was the Super Senior Player of the Year, and he has a story that's uh, that's pretty remarkable.
3: You know, he does, yeah, he does. and I, I know that our listeners will, will really enjoy this tale, and I think uh, we'll just let it speak for itself because it's pretty remarkable.
1: You are absolutely right. All that coming up and more on the Golf to Go Radio Hour right after this.
4: It's the
2: Golf to Go Hour with Frank Larosa on Sac Sports.
1: Welcome back in. This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sac Town Sports. Eleven forty. I'm Frank Larosa. He's Scott March. Scott, I was telling you about the great night we had last night at uh, at Hagen Oaks, where the uh, Sacramento Golf Council uh, awarded the uh, the player the players of the year, and I was uh, fortunate enough to emcee that event and. We have uh, one of the winners with us right now, Mr. Matthew Sutherland, who was the men's and is men's player of the year for this year. Matthew, uh, welcome to the show and congratulations.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you.
1: You know, last night was really so cool. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, we kind of got on the air here, Uh, Joey Ferrari and Bob Ledoux and and uh, Sienna Lieford, who who amazingly was was in class uh and uh you know she takes that seriously her master's that she's mm-hmm. on, so wasn't able to attend but uh but i thought it was great and and i really enjoyed um interviewing you and congratulating you and there was uh just just such a nice vibe in the room last night and and people were really kind of standing behind you
0: yeah yeah i mean that's uh in large part to the sac sacramento golf council they're great and the they've, they've always been such a great presence on the golf course and off the golf course. Um, and just, uh, a driving force for, for, for golf in Sacramento. And I'm very lucky, um, to have them and, and very fortunate and and, and grateful for that they were part of my, my, my junior golf and now my amateur golf and hopefully going forward. But yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, the Sacramento golf council has been around a long time. And, uh, just last year they thought, You know, we should be awarding players of the year and what a great idea. And uh, it's uh, I I think that uh, to have this thing going now is really remarkable. I mean, some would say maybe it should have happened earlier, but uh, it's happening now. And and uh, right there on that uh, trophy, uh, the first and the second year, uh, Matthew Sullivan player of the year. That's 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 pretty cool to have an inaugural plaque with your name on it. Year one and year two.
0: Yeah, I know that is cool. Yeah, it's um, I hope it keeps going for a, for a long time, so I can show my my youngsters and or <laughs> my grandkids that you know hopefully they're on that trophy too. But um, yeah, it is cool. It's cool to start to be a part of the start of hopefully a long tradition to go go forward.
1: I, I one of the comments you made last night, I remember is uh, is maybe. You know, someday uh, in the back of your mind, you're thinking maybe you can come back and and help support that event. And and I, I thought that was a that was a really warm, um, really generous comment that you made. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you uh, actually do that.
0: Yeah, no, I I would love to do something like that. I think, um, I again I'm so grateful for the Sacramento Golf Council, and um, that's part of the reason why I still kind of stuck around and played some of their events a, a lot of um a lot of amateur players in the modern game today typically don't play in local events when they get to a certain level when they get to like uh, when they're playing on you know national tournaments and stuff they, they kind of will skip out on on local stuff but i've always felt that um the local tournaments in the sacramento golf council and these tournaments in sacramento have always kind of kept me anchored to why i play and you know the reasons why I enjoy playing and, and, and enjoy tournament golf, being around friends and family and doing that sort of stuff. Um, and so I, I'm just grateful that they're, they've are they been around and they're able to run such good golf tournaments, such great tournaments that are local and in my backyard. And um, I think going forward, I would love to be a part of that at some point in my life um, to be able to try to do that for other kids in, in, in the area would be great.
1: Speaking of the local tournaments, let's kind of bring folks up to date as to to what your year was like. Uh, You were, this is the second year, as I said, that you've won this award. You competed in all four points tournaments in 2023, the local events. You finished first in the Sac City Amateur. You finished first in the Sac County Amateur. And you won the State Fair Championship. And then you tied for third in the Memorial Amateur. Along the way, uh, Matt, you set a, a new tournament record of 18 under par at the State Fair Championship. What a remarkable feat that was! Mm-hmm. Uh, you are now entering your senior year at Fresno State. You were a All Mountain West selection in 2023. Um, this one kind of blows my mind too. You competed in 11 tournaments with a with a team low uh, scoring average of 70.5, and <laughs> just the notion that that you can average 70.5. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just uh, hats off. I mean, good for you. You made it to the round of 16 in the 2023 U.S. amateur at Cherry Hills and you're a 2019 graduate of Rio Americana high school and obviously a former junior player in many Sacramento golf council events. That's, that's a, that's a pretty remarkable year for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, in terms of on the golf course, um, particularly towards the end of the summer this year, this this year my game kind of um, took a bit of a, a, a jump in uh, execution and just um, confidence that I was able to gain. Um, and so I was, you know, grateful to see that. And um, some of the hard work had been kind of, kind of paid off at the end of the summer, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, to get the victory in the the state fair and, and the county and the city was super fun too, to be able to share that with um, my, you know, friends and family coming out and enjoying it. It was, it was lots of fun. And uh, I'm hoping to keep the the good play going forward. I got two more events left in the fall with Fresno state. Um, And so and we got a really good team this year. We're ranked like 30th in the country as of right now. So one of the highest rankings we've had and um, trying to keep that going um, into the spring. So yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of golf ahead of us, but it's, it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it.
1: One of the really uh, nice parts about last night, um, after I introduced uh, each of the winners, uh, including you, um, we had uh, Mike Woods, um, head uh, director of golf at Hagen Oaks. i just kind of uh, do a little personal note, uh, a, a reflection about each of you. And I, I really got a kick out of Mike's because he he talked about a, maybe your first tournament uh, so many years ago, playing with Mike's son. And, and he said, what I couldn't believe about Matthew is every tea you know he was he was cracking some joke he was laughing he was trying to keep everybody loose and and um and then i asked you if if uh, if that continues today and uh well d- tell him your answer i mean that, that was pretty yeah
0: cool. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, it certainly there's been i think that's a part of who i am on the golf course and a part of um like why i enjoy playing golf but i catch myself sometimes not you know trying to be something other than that trying to be like Tiger Woods or, you know, some of these really stoic and um, serious people on the golf course. And I, I take my golf very seriously. I, I think it's um, like I care about, you know, performing for the team and and I I get mad and frustrated and, and, uh, and I get really excited for when we play well. But I think on top of everything, I think it's important that we're out there to, um, you know, be with each other to enjoy each other's company and to, um, and to have fun. In all reality, it is about having fun. Like, and, and it's about, um, you know, I've I've never wanted to let anger or frustration, um, you know, uh, restrict my ability to learn. And I think sometimes that can happen. And if you kind of stay loose and, and come from it from the perspective of of just going out there and enjoying uh, 18 holes with some friends or whoever it is, teammates opponents it doesn't really matter but if you go out there with that sort of right you know uh, mindset it becomes easier to 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 reflect on your round and understand what you could have done better what you could have done worse and you're not so you know frustrated or angry about how you how you played or or vice
1: versa But yeah. i think i i think i suggested last night that some of that might be in the genes your dad david sutherland um certainly played uh, his share of tour events and uh and David uh, David is a guy that uh, always has a smile on his face and always looks to find the the good in everything. Your uncle, of course, is Kevin Sutherland, who's made an incredible career on the PGA Tour. And uh, so uh, you you, you got some good genes working there. I, I think I asked you something about, uh, you know, uh, the kind of advice your dad has given you.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad's given me countless amounts of advice and Kevin also so much advice over the years. I mean, it's literally who I am on the golf courses is is kind of, you know, who they've, they've created who I am, you know, because I've watched them growing up as a kid. And then I asked them for advice as I've gotten older. Um, But I mean, I can always remember um, my dad would tell me, you know, don't try to fix your your problems in a hurry. When you get on a golf course, sometimes things can kind of start going real South really quick. And you want to, you know, try to get back on track as fast as you can. And sometimes you have to slow down and process what you're doing and understand how you're feeling and then approach the rest of the round from that perspective of, of slowing down and allowing it to come to you and stuff like that. But um, I think more than anything, too, one of the, the best things that Kevin and, and my dad have done is they've allowed me to um, make mistakes and learn on my own as well. Like A lot of what I've learned, too, is just just from going out there and making mistakes and doing things that I you know, that, that cost me. And so um, I think that's been one of the, cause they understand that that's the best way to learn in the game of golf is to learn by doing and to, to learn from experience. And so um, I think that's one thing that I'm incredibly grateful with in my growing up is that they, they just, they just dropped me off at the golf course and if I had questions they'd answer them, but they wouldn't necessarily be prying for, you know, that sort of thing, you know.
1: Scott um, you know, we certainly don't, neither one of us have, uh, PGA Tour uh, blood uh, running through our veins, but but that doesn't mean we don't love the game as much, right?
3: Not at all. That's true. And, you know, when you're reading all those accomplishments, I was thinking, gosh, I would feel like when I was another golfer, I was probably like Phil Mickelson at the Players when they're introducing Tiger Woods and they're running down accomplishment after accomplishment (laughs) after accomplishment. And finally, Phil just... (laughs) <laughs> stood up and said, "All right, enough already." <laughs> now, congratulations, Matt. That's awesome. And uh, I won't remember this, but I certainly do. I was out at Hagen Oaks on the driving range one night. It was a few years ago, and I was standing next to this teenage kid who was just hitting it 300 yards every time, having fun with friends. And eventually, struck up a conversation with that person, and it was just talking to him, and it. It turned out it was you. You were telling me about playing golf at Rio. And I was looking at you and I'm like, I don't know who this kid is, but he's going to be really good. And then you explained (laughs) to me your last name was Sutherland. And of course I know your dad and uncle. I was like, Oh, it's all coming together. But the cool part (laughs) was you were just out there hitting on the range with friends and just having a great time. And so I can see that's how you've been your whole life. It's not just something you're saying right now.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, um, I think golf, I I love, I love golf for a whole I love all aspects of golf. I love the the social aspect, um, the uh, the nature aspect. I love being outside going for a walk in nature. And then I love the the interpersonal challenge of discovery and, and challenging yourself to perfect this in you know, this this really hard game. I think I think every aspect of the game is is really fun for me and especially going out to Hagen and, and hitting balls at night with some buddies and stuff.
3: Yeah, it was fun. And, you know, your dad likes to have a lot of fun, too. I was—I played in a tournament with him one time, and he was trying to help me out. He's like, I'm going to challenge you. Let's play this hole. I'm going to play left-handed and see if I can beat you. I don't know <laughs> if he was trying to rub it in on me or not. But anyways, it was the only chip I ever hit in my life. But I hit a chip for bogey, and we tied the hole. And so every time I see him, I laugh about that. But I can see how its it's a family trait because your dad certainly likes to have a lot of fun. He loves to play basketball, as I know. What are some of your other interests outside of golf?
0: Yeah. Um, I, uh, I love to go, to go backpacking, um, go outside, go backpacking, fishing, that sort of thing. Um, so when I'm not in particularly in the summertime, I'll go up to uh, Tahoe and, and do that. Um, but then I love basketball. is probably my second favorite sport to play. Um, and then I also play guitar and I played guitar with one of my buddies here in Sacramento for a couple of years now. um, other than that, I've got a lot of different little interests in a whole lot of different things. You know, I've never, I've always been someone that's always had something other than golf that I can, that I can do outside the golf course, which is which is good. I think that's important. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I just
3: kind of do a whole bunch of different stuff. <laughs> that's fun. What are you studying at Fresno State?
0: Um, I am getting a, a communication. I'm a communication major, and then I'm doing a pursuing a minor in history. So fantastic.
1: Well, playing guitar sure uh, served uh, Peter Jacobson well. So, you know, who knows? You may have your own, uh, you know, m- Matt Trout in the Flounders. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us about what, what plans are after school.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm not entirely sure um, when I will when I will turn pro, but I will definitely be turning pro by next fall. So a year from now, I will be playing in Corn Ferry Q School. Um in terms of what i'm doing over summer i'm not sure if i'm going to be playing professional events or amateur events i haven't decided yet exactly what i'm going to, what i'm what, what my plan is but um yeah i mean i'm looking to, to probably uh just kind of get get out there and start playing as much as i can and get ready for uh q school but um i'm excited yeah we'll we'll find out <laughs>
1: Well, we're excited for you too, uh, Matthew Sellon. and you, uh, again, two years in a row player of the year. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm guessing the other golfers here in town would be love to have you go out on tour. So they'd have a chance at uh, winning this award themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew, you always have uh, an open invitation uh, to be with us here on the golf to go radio hour. We wish you continued success and, uh, you know what? What strikes me most about you is is um, is your level head and um, and your ability to, uh, you know, to to kind of stay in the moment. You you uh, I think I said last night, you're wise beyond your years, and uh, we're very impressed with um, not only uh, what you've accomplished, but you know what you and your family have accomplished together. So we wish you continued success and look forward to having you back soon.
0: Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. Thanks.
1: This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Back with more right after this.
2: It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Sacktown Sports.
1: Golf to Go Radio Hour continues here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Hi, I'm Frank LaRosa, welcoming Sienna Lieford. Sienna is the winner of the uh, Women's Player of the Year Award, uh, awarded by the Sacramento Golf Council. Uh, this not only is it an incredible award but it's even more incredible when you consider she's won it two years in a row welcome to the show sienna
4: thank you for having me
1: absolutely um that that's that's remarkable the the award is only two years old you know you are both the first and second winner so your name's gonna be right there at the top of the plaque pretty hard to ignore how's how's that make you feel uh, you know winning uh, two years in a row
4: Yeah. I mean, it was really cool to win it last year, um, having it be the first year of the award. Um, And so I, it was definitely a goal for me to win it again this year. Um, And I'm very proud that I was able to do that.
1: What's the best part of your game?
4: Um, I guess that changes every day, but I would (laughs) say uh, my chipping and putting.
1: You know, uh, Mike Woods, uh, uh, the, um, Director of Golf at Hagen Oaks, I, I had him involved in in the uh, presentation and asked him to say a little uh, personal word about each of of the uh, competitors. And uh, what he said about you is that uh, you know that that your game is fairways and greens, and uh, you know if you if you uh, have a putt uh, you know a, a distance from the hole, you're going to get it up close and and make your par, and you're going to par people to death and just hang on and and outlast everybody is that a good description
4: um I mean I guess that is kind of what happened um in the tournament that he hosted at Hagen Oaks the Sacramento Valley um I think I was like five shots back in the final round and um I went bogey free that day and just kept making pars and pars and pars and um I guess my game can be pretty steady um I don't hit it super far so it's important for me to keep the ball in play. Um, And when I'm playing my best, that's, I guess, what I do.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, this past year. You competed in all four points tournaments in 2023 that the Sacramento Golf Council held. You won three of the four. That's amazing. The Sac Valley Women's Am, the Sac City Women's Am, and the State Fair Women's Am. And you tied for second in the Sac County Women's Am. That's pretty remarkable for four tournaments. Thank you. You graduated from UC Irvine in 2022 after competing on the women's golf team for three years. You are currently enrolled at Sac State in the NBA program and uh, played for the Hornets in the or 2022-23 season with your remaining eligibility, which you've told me that is gone at this point. So that makes uh, David Sutherland I'm unhappy, I'm sure. You earned second team All-Big Sky honors during your first season with the team, and um, this is a, an amazing stat. You average 73.7 in 31 rounds, which places you 13th on the school single season list and fifth on the career chart at Sacramento State. Wow. <laughs> For someone that doesn't hit it very far, that's, that's uh, those are incredible stats. Thank you. <laughs> you were a 2019 graduate of Granite Bay High School, a graduate of Granite Bay High School and a former junior player in several of the uh, sgc junior events anybody that knows you knows that uh, your parents are both golf coaches uh keith Lyford, your dad is um, is known throughout uh, northern california and maybe throughout the united states uh, as uh, as an incredible instructor uh, and your mom is the um, assistant coach at sac state when when you when your game's going a little off if and when it does Do you have uh, trouble wondering which parent to talk to?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm very lucky. I have two super good options. Um, My dad usually focuses on the more technical side. So um, swing tips and swing plane, club face, all those technical things. My mom is super good at the mental side. Um, My dad is too, but... My mom usually helps most with that part. Um, she's really good with course management, um, confidence. Um, so I I get both sides covered with both my parents. So I'm very lucky.
1: Your mom had a pretty good uh, playing career as well.
4: She sure did.
1: <laughs> you know we were we were talking uh, last night, and uh, I mentioned something. I think maybe along the same lines of uh, of who helps you, and and your dad said, well. You know, Cindy uh, and, and and so on and so forth, and he said, uh, and, you know, she's got a, an incredible resume. So I said, well, Cindy, you come up here, too. <laughs> and, uh, she, she said afterwards, she said, Frank, I think you embarrassed me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> they both were very proud to be up there talking uh, about their daughter and a, talking about an accomplished player. Um, you know, I asked your dad if it's tough to separate Uh, being your golf coach and your dad. And um, uh, he said he thinks he's got a handle on that. You agree?
4: (laughs) I would agree. I'd say when I was younger, um, we would bicker a bit on the course. But um, now that I'm older, I definitely appreciate all the tips he has to offer. So we get to spend a lot of quality time on the golf course together, um, both as father-daughter relationship and also player-coach relationship.
1: I think it was, I don't remember if it was Bob Ledoux or, or Joey Ferrari, one of the senior uh, senior or super senior winners, talking about today's juniors and basically saying they were so thrilled that they weren't starting today because the level of competition um, from the juniors is so much greater. What, what do you think about today's junior
2: crop?
4: I agree. There's so much talent, um, especially seen on the women's side, um, the game is growing a lot. Um, And I think it just makes all of us better players having um, competition at all of our tournaments. You know, the Sacramento Golf Council does a really great job with getting the local players involved and also people from other parts of the state. Um, So that's a really cool thing that they're able to do. Um, And it's definitely made me a better player for sure.
1: There's certainly the competition side of the game, but um, I would think that in, in a number of these tournaments, you're playing with, you know, the same um, young ladies that you grew up with. And so I'm sure there's a lot of social aspect to it as well.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, that's probably the biggest reason why I like to play in um, the Sacramento Golf Council events. Um, lots of familiar faces, both with the players and the staff. Um, so it's always super fun just being able to come back every summer, um, seeing all those girls again, um, especially as I've kind of grown out of the competitive golf scene like now that i'm working full-time it's nice to be able to come back and see all those friends again
1: so i don't want to put you on the spot but uh you're you're not playing competitively now if you went out this weekend um you're going to shoot in the low 70s
4: (laughs) well i played a couple of rounds last weekend um and I played pretty good. Um, they were one of them was a scramble tournament. Um, me and my partner made ten birdies, so I can still get the ball around.
1: But yeah, I bet you, I bet you can. <laughs> you know, the the, the the golf obviously is a very traditional game, and and there are a number of people that uh, are are on the uh, let's say the higher age uh, scale who are very much traditionalists and like the game the way it's always been, and you know aren't really interested in seeing much change. From your point of view as a as a younger uh, member of the game, do you see places the game ought to change or you know if you had a, a chance to change one thing about the game, is there something you'd do?
4: That's a tough question. Um, I think it's important to keep the tradition of the game alive. Um, even though I'm younger, I can still appreciate you know all the traditions that golf has to offer. Um, in terms of things that I would like to see changed, um, I think it'd be great to get more girls involved. Um, it's a great game for a lot of people to play, um, young people, older people, girls and guys. So, um, growing the game on the women's side is something that, um, would be really cool to see.
1: Mike Woods, uh... Let out a statistic last night, which which kind of surprised a lot of people. I think he said there was something like a hundred thousand new uh, junior girls into the game in the past year. That's that's a big number and uh, and growing all the time as uh, as uh, women and and juniors are are the fastest growing segment of the game. And and you know I, it's it's access. I'm sure at this point um you certainly came into it uh with with two parents that that knew the game and loved the game did did you have any did you have any i'm not sure this is the game for me kinds of thoughts or did you kind of jump in with both feet
4: um well when i first like very first was introduced to the sport um it was just my parents taking me out to the driving range when i was really young and the only people i really saw out there were people my parents age not a lot okay. of little girls that looked like me. Um, So once I was able to get involved in some of the junior programs, like through the first tee, I was able to see um, other kids that were my age. And that's when I actually wanted to take up the game. Um, When it was just going out with my parents to the range, it wasn't as interesting to me, but when I was able to make some friends through the junior programs I was doing, um, the game became much more appealing.
1: (laughs) You know, for for the uninitiated, um, you know, and people certainly don't know you and who you are and and what what your life is all about. But it would be easy to think, wow, she's so good. You know, why wouldn't she go on and play professionally? Mm -hmm. Uh, You're working now and, um, you know, it seems as though you've put competition behind you. Um, How do you come to that decision and how do you get comfortable with it?
4: Yeah, um, I just didn't want golf to be a job to me. Um, college golf is already a lot of pressure and I loved playing college golf, but I could see that professional golf would just be another level of added pressure that um, I just didn't really think would be fun for me. Um, and I wanted golf to always be something fun. Um, so now I've started working full-time, um, and I play golf on the weekends and after work when I can. Um, and I still love to compete. Um, I still plan on playing over the summers. That's what I was able to do this previous summer. Um, so it's been interesting kind of balancing, um, work and still being able to golf. But, um, I think right now I enjoy the game more than I ever have. I appreciate it so much more um you know after sitting at a desk all day being able to go outside hit some golf balls is amazing so it's been an interesting adjustment but um yeah i love the game and continue to play as much as i can
1: i love the game too and i and i love the notion that uh, that you want it to be fun because um, even for the people that are new to the game you know hitting that uh, one shot in the air. Uh, and and that's what brings them back the next time. It 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 would seem, again, to the people that haven't played the game, that you hit a bunch of bad shots all day, and all of a sudden you hit a good one. Um, th- that makes it all worthwhile.
4: Yeah, for sure. I agree.
1: Sienna, I I can't tell you how, how uh, pleased I am that we've had a chance to talk. I know everybody in your family and everybody at the Sacramento Golf Council, and I'm sure all your friends are very proud of your accomplishment being a, a, a two-year player of the year women's player of the year so we we uh, wish you continued success in whatever endeavor you decide you want to do and uh, keep smiling and keep enjoying the game
4: thank you so much
1: sienna Lyford, on the golf to go radio hour we'll be back with more right after this
2: it's the golf to go hour with frank Larosa rosa on Town sports you are listening to the Golf to Go Radio
1: Hour here on Sackdown Sports 1140. Uh, Frank Rosa along with Scott Marsh and uh, Scott uh, Joey Ferrari won the uh, Men's Super Senior Player of the Year Award from the Sacramento Golf Council, and uh, he's a, he's a really interesting story. Uh, Joey's been around Northern California a long time, and uh, as Mike Woods described him uh, the other night, uh, he said uh, Joey is the man. Joey, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: You've been, uh, I think I asked you the other night um, how you got started. And uh, it seems to me that was uh, family members that got you out on the golf course the first time.
2: Yeah. When I was, you know, like, I guess 10, 11 years old, my grandmother used to belong to a nine hole women's group. And she would let me go out there with her and pull a cart. And one day she let me hit a golf ball and, I can still vividly remember that in my brain. And it, I got hooked ever since it was that, one <laughs> shot. it was just, yeah. And so <laughs> I started about 10, 11 years old.
1: It's that one shot uh, that, that uh it, it's kind of hard to describe when you feel it, you know what it is. And you think I want to hey. do this some more, huh?
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know, Mike, uh, he, would said something about that the other night? I forget the terminology he used, but I totally, it was sort of funny because I related back to that moment in my life when, you know, he was describing it. I forget the exact words he used, but it is. It's just that, you know, the chase began right then and there, I guess.
1: I think it was shot euphoria.
2: <laughs> there it was. That's what it was shot euphoria. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you you played in uh, so many amateur events over the years and um, and uh, were, were able to win uh, the Sacramento Golf Council's Player of the Year. Um, let me kind of run down a little bit what you did in, in the past year. You finished second in the Sacramento County Super Senior. You were second in the Sac City Super Senior and tied for second in the Sac Valley Super Senior. You finished third uh, or tied for third in the County Vintage Super Senior. 7th in the state fair super senior uh amazingly you are currently ranked number 1 on the NCGA super senior player of the year standings for 2223 uh you won the 2022 Sac Valley super senior division and you also won the 2017 Sac City senior title uh when when you came in that night and we shook hands and met each other you were really excited to to let us know that you also were named the NCGA's super senior player of the year. That's quite a year. Congratulations.
2: Thank you very much. I worked hard and um it paid off. You know, it was just a goal of mine to achieve um you know as you know or are, are now well aware of my story um you know what happened in my past and taking 15 years off from the game and then coming back and starting again, it was, it's been a, you know, seven year journey. And um, that was my goal all along. It was just something that I had to prove to myself and to my friends and my family. And I achieved it. And I'm grateful. I really am very humbled by the experience.
1: Let's kind of set things up a little bit and let people know, what an accomplished player you were before all of your trouble started. And, uh, and you obviously have a very dramatic story of redemption and we're going to get to it, but who was Joey Ferrari and and what were you winning?
2: <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, I, it goes back a long, long time ago with um, Ernie George and ah. yeah, Ernie George had a big impact on me in my life. And, I guess I was about 23 years old, out of 23, 24 years old, out of college from Chico State. And I had an opportunity to um, buy a little business. And, but I, you know, was playing golf and that was my passion. And I had went to Ernie George and I said, Ernie, you know, I'm thinking of turning pro and I really like to play, but I got this opportunity to buy this little small one man operation. It was a little toy company. And you know, he looked at me and he says, Joey, you know, he says, You're you're a very good golfer. Um, but what happens, he says, is you go out there and he says you're gonna become a small fish in a large ocean. He says, you have an opportunity to buy this little business. He says you work it, you take care of it, and you still play your amateur golf. And then he says you start going more on a national level and you know continue with it he says you could become a big fish in a small pond hmm. and you know I adhered to the words I really did and I bought my little toy company and, and started working and continued to play my golf and you know frank i to this day i always tell people you know i built it up to i had five or six feet. i had Three pizza restaurants, a burrito store, a wholesale toy company, and a video game company. You know, had had 100 employees, and I don't know, I always say, I don't know if I was a good businessman or golf. It just opened up so many doors for me in the community. You know, I continued to play, and I was fortunate enough to reach a, a national level of You know, success. I lost in the finals of the U.S. Mid Amateur. I played in the U.S. Open. I won a couple national events. I played in—I don't know—fifteen U.S.B.A. events. Um, Lost in the finals of the California State Amateur to my good friend Casey Boynes. Um, And so I was a Player of the Year as a, you know, a kid in '92, I believe it was. You know, I've went to state fair a couple times, the Sac City a couple times. You know, as a as a kid, as a senior, as a super senior, and locally, I I don't know. I mean, I guess I've won in excess of seventy five tournaments.
1: Wow, that's incredible.
2: And so, um, I I you know. I've been fortunate but I've worked very hard at my game throughout my life. And what um transpired later on really was an impact on my integrity, my what I built, what I had achieved and it really threw a I would you say a curveball at me. And um yeah, it is what it is. I can't
1: well, tell Pete, let's tell people what happened. You you kind of went through a divorce, and uh, you were, you know, kind yeah. of both ends with uh, with golf and your businesses, and things kind of took a little turn there.
2: Yeah. Well, really, what happened is back in like in the mid '90s, I pretty much had, in my eyes, a- achieved what I had set out to achieve in golf. I um the only regret I have and I, I can't call it a regret, but back in 94, maybe 95 is um, after the year prior, I was on the road at one stretch, like 16 out of 18 weeks or 15 out of 18 traveling, you know, from Europe to South America to all over the United States. And I was gone a lot. I had a family, I had three children, you know, I had five businesses, a hundred employees, and really golf was just, <laughs> I just wanted to play golf. That was my passion in life. And so I decided to kick, you know, cut my schedule back. It was like, I've done what, you know, I played in the U.S. Open. I should have played in the Masters. The year I lost in the finals of the U.S. Mid-Amateur, the year prior, they had took the winner and the runner-up. The next year, when I lost in the finals on the last toll, they had only taken the winner. But then I was fortunate enough to play in the U.S. Open. And so that following summer, I sort of cut back. Well, I got a letter from the USGA that I was one of 15 selected, uh, considered for the Walker Cup. Now, back in those days, the West Coast, we used to get shunned a lot. We really did. We didn't you know, it was always an East Coast sort of thing, and I I thought when I got the letter, it was a friend playing a joke on me. I really did, and they said, I phoned up to USJ, and they said, no, Joey, he says, you're pretty much a a slam dunk, you know, I mean, the years, the last year you had was incredible, and and I hadn't been playing, Frank, and so they said, well, and I told them I haven't been playing anything, they said, well, Joey, you got to get out there and, and go play, and So they said, we'll get you in the Western Amateur, which was like in a week. I booked the flight, flew out, played in the Western and just said, you know, I'm done. I would, you know, I'm done playing competitively like that. It was just so much of my time. That's my only regret that I didn't make that team. But what happened after that is golf was my um, release. It was my addiction i would say it was you know what i did after i worked all day and you know went out i played golf and it was just my peace of mind well when i stopped playing competitively a void came into my life and drugs were my coping mechanism i was starting to i was going through a divorce i don't know there were it was there's a lot of reasons what happened you know which personal i guess and so um drugs started becoming a part of my routine it it filled that void and my wife at the time was just saying joey you need to you need to stop and it was like no i got this you know who's who's you guys can't tell me what to do look what i've built look at every how everyone's you know yada 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 and it was um Distorted thinking, I guess the best way to say it. And so it just continued for the next two or three years. My wife fighting me, trying to and you know, got hung up in the divorce courts. And I just didn't know how to deal with it. And so I ended up losing. I was so angry at the world. I was so mad that I ended up losing all my, my businesses. Well, I gave one to my father. To have. I gave one to my wife to run for my support and alimony because we were going through a divorce. And then I ended up with a store that just sort of plummeted in sales because of um one of the centers I was in. I mean, that's another store in itself. But so in the long run, I just said, screw everybody, I'm sick of all this. And I gave washed my hands of it and ended up filing bankruptcy. And within two years, I was wiped out. And the drugs became more and more part of my life because I really didn't know how to deal with it. It was my coping mechanism. Well, after about two, three years, I lost everything. I needed to make money. And so it was like, well, my friends are all doing drugs. Um, I'm just going to start selling it to my friends. Well, within a year... Year and a half. I wasn't a drug dealer, but yes, I was at this point because I was trying to, you know, um, how would you say, for you know, make my own supply for free? Well, I started making an obscene amount of money. It was being a businessman. I I guess I can laugh at it, the stupidity of what I was doing at the time. Well, I got caught up into it, and the feds came in and busted me. They arrested me. So I ended up going to federal prison for 10 years. First time offense, never did anything wrong in my life. I went through a stupid period for like two years and I paid a a consequence that was severe. How do I say it? it was, Frank, it was probably the best thing that happened to me because number one, it got me back Into you know, it taught me a lesson. You know, I grew up in a pretty good family, you know, and I grew up without very many consequences in life. So I always had that feeling of of entitlement. I could do what I want without any consequences. Well, I learned real fast that there's consequences for your actions. And so I ended up losing my family. I ended up losing my businesses, my children, everything that was truly of value to me. And um, I was put away for 10 years. When I came out, I hadn't played golf in 15, well, 13 years at that time. Three years prior when I was going sideways, 10 years incarcerated. And then when I got out, I basically had nothing. I'd lost everything I had and I was starting fresh. So a couple of my friends um, stepped up. Um, dear friends of mine one of them gave me a job he had a sh- string of car washes and another friend paid for my rent for six months and they basically were saying we'll help you out but you have to prove yourself joey you know you have to tell us that you've changed and that you know you're going to l- start living life on life's terms so um for the next two years i really didn't Play golf because I was just trying to pay my bills, save some money, and, and get going again. And um, a couple of years later, my dear friend Kelly Riley, who's now passed, um, bought me a set of golf clubs. And we had grown up since high school, played on high school golf together, and he was a golfer. And he knew my passion for it, and so I started playing again, practicing. And my first tournament, which was later about later on in that year, was a San Joaquin Valley Amateur at the reserve, and I won. <laughs> and great, yeah. I mean, I just said it was a gift from God. That's all I can say because you know it's, it's an NCGA event. It's a it's a big one. There's a lot of good golfers, and for not playing for fifteen years and then to come out and win my first tournament. It was my motivating factor. It was just, I guess it was like, for me, I looked at it it was just, okay, life is beginning again. You know, I changed, I learned my lesson. I take responsibility for what I did. I wish I could go back and erase it and do it all over, but I can't. I learned, it made me a better person, and there I am today.
1: Uh, Joey, that is just a remarkable story, and uh, you kind of sit here on pins and needles listening to you. And uh, I guess, as as I said, the redemption—you know—you you now are the uh, Sacramento Golf Council Player of the Year, the NCGA Super Senior Player of the Year. That's just—it's um, it, an incredible story, and uh, we we appreciate you sharing it with us today.
2: No problem. It's something that you know I've been approached by several people wanting to write books. About the story and the whole bit. And, you know, I didn't, it's, I never played golf. One thing that I can always say I never played golf for the uh, notoriety. I never played golf for all the admiration that comes with I played it because I have a passion for the game in the story. I love the game. It's been a part of my life. It's molded me into who I am. And, I, you know, but this time I have something to share. And so I don't mind doing it because if somebody can learn from my mistakes and better themselves and go on then it's all worth it
1: it's all worth it indeed thank you so much joey for spending some time with us here on the golf to go radio hour joey ferrari the current ncga super senior player of the year and uh, men's super senior player of the year for the sacramento golf council congratulations to you hats off keep doing what you're doing
2: thank you so much i appreciate it
1: this wraps up another edition of the golf to go radio hour here on Sacktown sports 1140 back next week with more.